Hey, Manifester. I'm Jacqueline Johnston, the creator of Manifest It and the author of the best-selling books, Don't Feel Stuck. Do you want to know how to manifest, manifest faster? Join us because we're about to tell you just how we like to do it. It's spooky season, and in honor of my favorite non-holiday Halloween, I want to share with you a spooky story that I experienced. Actually, it's two spooky stories that I have experienced in my lifetime, and I'm going to share them with you unedited, just completely raw, so if you hear a lot of ums, likes, uhs... (laughs) It's definitely me. I'm just not going to edit it heavily because it takes me forever to edit podcasts. And I want to get this up for you since Halloween is next week as I'm recording this. And I want you guys to enjoy this story before the actual holiday. All right. So let me get started with the first spooky story. By the way, if you are someone who's a skeptic about like ghosts and souls and all that paranormal stuff, I totally understand because I am a little bit skeptic myself. But the second spooky story that I will share will definitely tell you that I've changed my mind about being open to anything and everything existing in this universe. I do love science, but there's some things that happen that you just can't explain it. So I hope if you are also a bit of a skeptic after this podcast, you're kind of like, hmm, maybe it is possible. So for the first spooky story, this took place when I was a child. I lived in Austin, Texas. I'm from Austin and I was one night trying to go to sleep in my bed. It wasn't very late. I think it was about maybe 9 p.m., maybe 10 p.m. It, it wasn't late. And I think if I remember correctly, my age, see, I have a hard time remembering my exact age, but I think I was around maybe nine, eight years old or nine. I don't know. It was around between eight and 10 years old. That I know for sure. And I was trying to go to sleep and I couldn't get to sleep. So I sat up in bed and I felt this coldness on the back of my neck and it was weird because it felt like someone was blowing cold air onto the back of my neck and I didn't feel cold anywhere else on my body and I didn't feel cold in the room like the room itself didn't feel cold it was just that one spot on the back of my neck and it felt like someone was very lightly blowing cold air. It wasn't a big blast of cold air, but it was just a very light tickling coldness. It was definitely cold. And I thought that is so strange. I reached up, felt the back of my neck, 
because I couldn't sleep. So I was sitting up in bed and kids, you know, you're, you're thinking all kinds of things, but I reached to the back of my neck and I mean, nothing felt different other than, you know, I thought maybe my neck would be cold, but it felt normal. So I thought that was kind of weird. And within one minute, it wasn't very long afterwards. I have this nightlight. It has a wooden square base with the light in it. And then there's a round cutout for the light to escape the wooden base, the square base. And I had this beautiful crystal dove. It was so pretty. And it sits on top of the little circle cutout for the, the light to go through the crystal. That nightlight I had on one of my dressers, but it was a tall dresser. It had the normal dresser with the drawers and all that, but then I had a, um, is it like a hatch? Is that what you call it? Where multiple shelvings were on top. It was a very 1960s or 70s dresser. It, it was white. It had like <laughs> gold trimming. It was It was in my family and I used it as a kid. And it had this really tall hatch shelving like unit that sat on top of it. And so on one of the shelves, the tallest one, which was pretty tall, I still, even as an adult, I have to reach up in order to reach everything. I remember sitting in bed and the nightlight was on the very top shelf and it was far back onto the shelf. It wasn't like near the edge. And so within one minute of reaching to my neck and wondering like, why do I feel this cold breeze, this like cold blowing, I saw the crystal dove literally fly off the wooden base onto the carpet. And I thought that is so weird because it wasn't near the edge of the shelf and it wasn't, it wasn't at all near the edge. It was far back because as even as a child I was um (laughs) I was very particular and I didn't want my crystal dove to break so (laughs) I just thought it was so strange and I went you know I got out of bed and I went over and I picked it up and it wasn't broken or anything the carpet kept it together which was great and I put it back up on the the nightlight and I made sure the nightlight was as far back as possible and I got back into bed And I just, I had a hard time sleeping the rest of the night because I just thought it was so weird. I mean, I was in love with science as a kid and I was like, there's no way to explain this. (laughs) Like, how the heck did this happen? Yeah, so I didn't get good sleep that night. I never forgot that incident or that event and um, nothing else crazy happened in the house. Just that one moment when I lived in Austin So that's my first spooky story. It was literally just that time. That's it. So strange. But I guess that's kind of what started my journey with, you know, maybe something else out there exists with regards to energy. You know, when I was a child at the time, so I didn't really know. I I just knew I loved science and I loved reading books and reading literature. And so my second spooky story happened almost 10 years ago. It happened when I was 29 and my dad was dying of brain cancer. I just remember while he was sick, I kept getting the number 18 popping up over and over again for a couple of days. 
I don't know why the number 18 kept showing up, whether it was something that I observed and it was just like, oh, there's the number 18 again, or it was something that was intrinsic because at 29, I was fully aware of the spiritual realm and I was, I mean, I still love science, but I fully understood how energy worked because I had graduated from college. I took a bunch of astronomy classes and physics stuff. I was already graduated. I already understood like how, how the laws of physics and in general, how energy works. And so I just kept seeing the number 18 everywhere. It was the weirdest thing. And it happened for a couple of days. And so my dad was very ill and he wasn't going to get better. We had moved him to hospice care. Before I continue, I have to say when my dad was alive and well, uh, my mom used to watch like those like ghost shows. You know, I wasn't really into like the ghost hunting shows. I thought that was totally fake, but I liked the shows where people would talk about their own experiences. And so my, my mom used to watch those like ghost hunting shows. And I think my dad watched some of them with her. And we, we would take vacations, like we went to Jerome in Arizona, and it's famous, it's a famous um, ghost mining, small little tiny town on top of a mountain, and, you know, we went to the asylum turned hotel slash restaurant that's famous for being haunted. So when my dad was alive and well, we had fun, we, we did fun trips, and I think my dad, you know, I think like he, he didn't really like, at least to me, he didn't really talk about it in terms of what his beliefs were about spirits and ghosts. I mean, I think he was kind of open to whatever, especially if, you know, mom and I were just like, oh, ghosts, is this real? I was still a skeptic, but I thought it was fun. I just thought it was fun regardless. And I did believe that something, something out there was happening. And so by the time we had reached hospice care for my dad in 2012, it was in October this month of 2012. It was a Monday, October 16th. And I was standing outside in the hallway of the hospice care with my mom. And I said, mom, you know, this is so weird because for the last couple of days, I keep seeing the number 18 everywhere. And and for whatever reason, like in my gut, my instinct, like the number 18 is so strong. And I feel like that might be the day that dad passes. And she said, I don't know, maybe. I thought to myself, maybe this is a gift from, you know, the heavens, the universe, that this is when maybe your dad's going to pass away. So spend as much time as you can with them over the next couple of days. And so I just, I couldn't shake it. It was just, no matter how much I try to distract myself with work or life or whatever, I just couldn't shake that. So I just thought, well, maybe, maybe that is the day, maybe the 18th, which is today was the 16th. So I thought, well, it's very near, but I guess I'll find out. The next day, the 17th, I picked up my grandparents from the airport and we went to go visit my dad at the hospice center. It was late in the afternoon, early evening. I would say it was like maybe six o'clock when we went there. I don't know the exact time, but it was early evening and my grandparents visited with him and 
I had filled in to my grandparents some medical information and things like that. And I was, if you know me, I'm very blunt and I'm very honest. So I was just talking stuff that was going on nonchalantly, like, well, this is what it is. And, you know, I wasn't sugarcoating anything. And my my grandpa said, hey, let's come out in the hallway for a minute. And so my grandma and I, we went out in the hallway with him and he said, you know, they say that they can still hear even though they're in a coma. And I thought, what? For real? You know, because I I was like not sugarcoating anything. And it doesn't mean that I don't love my dad. My dad was like the best thing in my life, but I'm just very blunt and honest. And so my grandpa said, yeah, medical studies have shown that people can still hear. Their brain is still functioning. They can hear things. They just can't respond. And I thought, oh. And I I was like, maybe you're right. Okay. And I felt so bad because I, (laughs) no offense to my dad, really and truly, I love him so much, but I was just filling in what was going on and what all happened with my grandparents. Pause while I take a sip of my pumpkin coffee. Yeah, I decided to make pumpkin coffee for my spooky story since it is fully spooky season now. So we went back into the room and I felt really bad. I felt really bad. And to this day, I still feel guilty about it, to be completely honest. I stopped talking about the medical things and what was going on with him. And so then after our our visit was over, my grandparents walked out and I was by myself in the room and I was grabbing, I think I had a sweater and I was grabbing my sweater. And this all happened in Dallas, by the way, spooky story number two. This is all in the Dallas area. Probably should have said that earlier, (laughs) but I'm not the best storyteller. (laughs) I'm an amateur storyteller. Um, So I grabbed my sweater and I went over to my dad and he was, you know, laying there in his coma. And I leaned down and I whispered in his ear, Dad, if you can hear me, it's okay. You can go now. Mom and I will be fine. We'll be okay. And we love you so much. And we want you to go towards the light and be happy. I said, I love you, Dad. And I kissed his forehead. And I said, it's okay. And then I I said, see you tomorrow. And then I walked out of the room and went on rest of my evening with my family. And so that night I climbed into bed. It was still October 17th. I climbed into bed early because I was tired. I thought to myself before I went to sleep, tomorrow's the 18th, I wonder if he's going to pass. You know, I just thought, I was like, oh, I guess the moment of truth will be revealed to me whether or not all these signs that I was seeing and my instinct telling me 18, 18, 18. I went to bed and I fell asleep. I was exhausted. And then it was about five o'clock. Yeah, I would say five ten if I remember specifically. It was five ten in the morning of the 18th, five ten a.m. And I woke up. I never wake up early. I'm not a morning person. And I woke up and I was laying there and I thought, oh God, uh, something, something's happening. I don't feel right. And, and I thought, oh God, I think, I think that it's happening. Like that's all I could think about. And it was so weird because I, I don't know if I just talked myself into that when I 
I don't know. I just thought something was weird and it felt, and I felt this dread and I felt, it just felt surreal and it just felt something was not right. And then about 15 minutes later, maybe 15 or 20 minutes later, I don't know this specific time. It was about 5.30, 5.40, around that time. Um, my cell phone rang and I picked it up and it was my aunt. And my aunt said that my dad had just passed away uh, a little while ago. I told her, I said, that's so weird because I, I woke up a little bit ago and I, I just felt like maybe this was the time. And I told her, I said, I kept seeing the number 18 everywhere for the last few days. And I just felt like maybe this was the time. Excuse me. So I, I got off the phone with her and, um, man, I told myself I wasn't going to get upset. I got off the phone with her and called my grandma and told her and so then I got out of bed and got dressed and sorry and I went over to my mom's house and my grandpa and I we got in the car and we went to Dunkin Donuts <laughs> got breakfast and brought it back over to my mom's house and um, at the time my mom still had my dad's dog at her house the dog I have now his name is Gilly and um, we ate breakfast and my dad's dog or my dog he all of a sudden got like super antsy and um he was um like around my dad's baseball caps baseball hats that were hanging over a back of bar stools and my dog was whimpering and just like he was kind of half jumping up and down and he was just kind of like crying and really and truly like at the ball caps doing it and he did it for I guess it was maybe for about like 15 seconds and I said to my grandma I said why I wonder why he's getting all upset right there in, in that spot and I said do you think he knows and my grandma said well maybe your maybe your dad's here I don't know and and I said, that's just weird. I'll never forget that moment because it was just strange and out of random. And uh, my dog was crying and, you know, it was just, it was surreal. That's the best way to describe it. Surreal. And then um, over the course of a couple of months, from October until, I mean, really and truly until summertime of the next year, in 2013, between 
October 2012 when he passed away on the 18th to I guess it was maybe July or August of 2013 some things were happening between mom and I that were strange things happening in her house things happening in my apartment things happening when I go out in public I ended up taking Gilly the dog (laughs) I ended up taking Gilly and I had already the cat it was my dad's cat too but I took the cat before he passed because he he was like here take her for the weekend it's your birthday just like let's see if she likes living with you because the other cat that my mom had like they didn't get along so I ended up taking the other cat Zoe who became my cat so I had the dog Gilly and the cat Zoe in my apartment and I'm gonna tell you these occurrences that happened I don't remember specific days so I'm gonna tell you them out of probably sequential order because I don't know the exact days but I was sitting on the couch I was on my laptop and all of a sudden my dog and my cat both they were both looking above my head and the cat was just like fixated above my head and the dog was whimpering and yeah fixated above my head and he was just whimpering and I was like what the heck I looked above my head there was nothing there So I grabbed my phone and I turned the camera on and started taking a bunch of snaps all around my head. I didn't aim anywhere. I just, I took a bunch of snaps. I looked at the pictures. Most of them were nothing, but there was this one picture, which was so weird. I still have it and I'm going to see if I can find it and post it. I don't know if I can post it with my podcast description, but I'll try. And it was a translucent, not transparent, not opaque, translucent, thick white streak in the air. And I thought, huh, that is weird because it's not, it's not like it's dust or any, I mean, it was a thick white translucent streak clearly moving in a diagonal direction in the photo and i thought i wonder if there was like a spirit and there was a spirit like in the room it was hovering above my head or something because the animals were so fixated above my head and so i just thought it was so weird i texted my mom and i told her and a few months before one of my neighbors across the hall he was a doctor he was in his i can't remember if he was late 20s or early 30s but he was a doctor and he rented an apartment across the hallway and he moved in on a friday and on that same exact sunday he shot himself in the head i texted my mom about the white streak in the photo and she joked she was totally joking and she was like oh it's that doctor you know, and I was like, no, no, don't say those things. Like, that's creepy. You know, because like I'm sitting in my apartment on my couch, minding my own business. I don't want some stranger ghost peeping in on me in my private life. She was totally joking, but, but it was kind of funny. It was weird though. I can't explain it. I don't know how to explain anything scientific to that. 
I just don't. I, there's no way. I don't know. I've even tried asking a few times to the scientists, but I can't really get like a specific answer. So I don't know if I just don't understand or if maybe they don't know. I don't know. I trail lightly when I ask because it's like, do I really want to know? I'm going to take another sip of my coffee. Another time I was in the bathroom of my mom's house and I'd gone to the bathroom and I washed my hands and one of the bulbs above the mirror made a spark noise and like it just was very forceful spark it was weird it just did that all of a sudden it kind of scared me and I thought oh that's weird and then I thought well sometimes light bulbs go out that way so I asked my mom for a new bulb and put it in my mom's like that's so weird she's like you know I was in the bathroom getting ready to go I don't remember if it was work or if she was going somewhere And she said she has this fan that's like a stand-up fan and she would turn it on all the time while she got ready because we're in Texas. It can be hot. So she said the fan kept turning off. (laughs) So she would go over there and turn it back on and then she'd get back to getting ready and then it would turn off and she was like, why is it doing this? And then she'd go back and turn it on and it happened a couple of times and then she was like, you know, she said my dad's name because she was frustrated. She was like, Randy, if that's you, stop it. You know, she's just like, stop it. And then it stopped. And then um, there was another time I went to the movies with some friends. And after the movie, we were all standing outside of the movie theater. And there's lights in the concrete, like light sconces with light bulbs and then like the glass over it that comes up out of the concrete those type of light systems outside of the movie theater so it illuminates upward and I was standing next to one of them and I was talking with my friends and all of a sudden it just like sparked just yeah the energy just flew it sparked and flew and I was like holy mother you know it scared me it was so powerful And I was like, that's so weird because that happened at my mom's house with one of her lights. I I said it happened with one of the light bulbs there. And I was like, do you think it's my dad? You know, my friends were like, I don't know, maybe, you know, we were just kind of laughing. And of course, all of this happened within like six months of his passing and then it stopped. But another time I was in my apartment and I was watching TV. The phone was on my ottoman the screen was turned off and I was watching TV and all of a sudden the screen turned on and it showed like I got a text message from someone. So I reached for the phone and I picked it up and it was a text message from my dad. And I was like, what? It said dad. And I thought, well, that's weird, you know, because I was like, he's been dead for a few months. Okay. So I put in the password, opened up my phone, saw the text message and It was the text message from August of 2012 when he was in the hospital. And I, that day I had texted him and I said, I'll be right back. I'm going to, I don't know where I was going, somewhere, somewhere in the hospital. And I said, I'll be right back. And he texted me back that day and said, okay, I'm not going anywhere at the time I was laughing because I was like well you can't go anywhere you're in the hospital but that was that message that message was on my screen as a as a new text message notification and it was there and it was that message it said okay I'm not going anywhere and I thought 
that is so weird, right? That instance there was when I realized, yeah, there is such a thing as the afterlife energy in the universe. It can't be created. It can't be destroyed. It can only be influenced by itself into different shapes. That's what Einstein says. That's what happens with energy in the universe. It's influenced by itself. And I I knew right then and there from the phone. Okay, now I'm a believer. And I think about how over those course of those few months, like how my TV would turn on and off by itself. (laughs) It did that one day a couple of times. I was watching TV and it just turned off. So I turned it back on. It turned off. I turned it back on. And then it turned off. And I was like, this is annoying. I was like, is my TV going bad? Because I have an old TV. I have like a 1990s TV because I'm one of those like if it's not broken, you know, like keep using it. And it, it turned off and I was just like, oh my gosh, my TV's dying. But then it turned on again. And I was just like, that is weird. But now I think about how like those small things that happened over the course of like six or seven months after my dad passed. And how electricity played a big part in a lot of it with technology, whether it's through light bulbs, sparking, and TVs going on and off, cell phones doing things, my mom's fan, you know, turning on and off. I really do think that it's possible, especially because of that photo with the white light streak and my cell phone with the text message. I really do think that it's possible that after you pass on from your physical shell that maybe there's moments where you stick around in your soul energy. I do remember one other time when I was in a movie and I was watching a movie. I like to sit where like people are not next to me (laughs) because I need my space. And so there was this empty chair next to me and I felt like my dad was like sitting there watching the movie with me. I didn't see anything, but I just felt like it felt like he was right there. And I was like, this is so weird. Why do I feel like my dad's like literally sitting next to me watching this movie with me? And then my last occurrence that happened before all of it stopped was I was driving somewhere someday or one day and I was driving around in Dallas. I don't remember where I was going, but I felt like my dad was sitting in the car next to me. Again, didn't see anything, but I just felt it. It just felt like he was here. Here he is. Can't see it, but I feel it. Yeah. So those are my two spooky stories. And I just wanted to share them with you because I love Halloween. It's my favorite non-holiday. I just love hearing people's stories about stuff like this since it is spooky season, there's this really good spooky podcast out there that's called Spooked. It's S-P-O-O-K-E-D. And it's of people telling their own stories, kind of like this one, but it has pretty awesome music with it. And there's a host. But yeah, you should check out the Spooked podcast. Um, No, they did not pay me to say this. I really am a fan. I love it. And another podcast I really enjoy is Morbid with the two ladies, Elena and Ash, who normally talk about true crime, but during spooky season, they talk about, you know, hauntings and things like that. 
And then there's a page that I follow on Instagram that I'm a big fan of, and it's called Haunted Historian. He posts pictures of different haunted places throughout the world. And he, in the description, he goes into a long description of their history and like how it's haunted. And anyway, I'm not being paid to say any of this. I'm just fans of those two podcasts, Morbid, Spooked, and the page on Instagram, Haunted Historian. And if you like true crime, I love true crime. I'm a huge true crime lover. Crime Junkie is another good podcast out there if you're looking for different podcasts to listen to. Well, anyways, thanks so much for listening and I hope you have an amazing holiday. I know it's kind of rough with the pandemic, but there are plenty of ways to celebrate like fun movies, Hocus Pocus, my favorite Halloween movie. And I hope you're safe this holiday season and I will talk to you soon. So are you ready to manifest even faster? Go to your country's Amazon website and type in don't feel stuck. Seriously, your soul will thank you. See you next time, manifestors. Like we do it.